Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, and welcome back to the Haunted Estate, your one-stop shop for everything paranormal. It has been a long time, but baby, I am back. On today's episode, we will be hearing your stories, talking about haunted hotels and going over the top signs that your house might be haunted. That and much, much more tonight on the Haunted Estate. Have a story, topic idea, call and let us know at our toll-free phone number, 1-877-260-3428, or head on over to thehauntedestate.com. Hello, my dear friends. Thank you for sticking around. It has been such an incredibly long time since I have posted anything. Really, honestly, life just kind of did what life does and uh, gets terrible on pretty much every aspect. Definitely, um on a technology-based uh, problems and such. Literally from my computer crashing to my mic being broken, I have kind of like a receiver thing where everything plugs in and out of. I, I just, I became lost and uh, <laughs> pretty much just gave up for a while. I know it has been since November and that breaks my heart. Um, what really brought me back was I logged into my old email, Selena at the Haunted Estate, which, yes, I still have, is active, and feel free to send me anything there. And just the amount of people who wanted me to come back. Uh, after that, I logged in to where I upload my podcast, and I was blown away. Our downloads have quadrupled more than that. It was wow, um, there's some like cities I need to say hi to or like some countries like Iraq and places like that um, that download my podcast real, like actually like a lot, like certain people have listened to the same one dozens of times. And I don't know, I, I started this because I really love the paranormal. Uh, growing up, I kind of kept the things that I did to myself. Um, I've always kept the things that I've done to myself uh, really and gone under different names and stuff like that. But I like bringing the paranormal world together because I feel like there are so many more of us than anyone really realizes. And more good news, I have a book coming out called Born Haunted. Hopefully it will be out within the next few months. It will be available anywhere, Amazon, iTunes. Um, I'll be working with Audible to get it up on there. Uh, for the first time, I'm actually going to be talking about my gift, um, have some chapters from people that I've worked with. Um, I've been all across Canada and 
it's been fun. It's been fun. But the main thing is I want to get back to the podcast. I was putting it out once every few weeks. I think I'm going to try putting out two to three a week. That would be my goal. Now that I have so many people that are, you know, listening, hopefully I get a lot more stories from you guys. And as usual, all the articles and topics and any information that I used to put this podcast together will be under blogs on thehauntedestate.com so you can take a look at those articles. So sorry for boring you and let's get into tonight's episode of The Haunted Estate. The most haunted hotel rooms in Las Vegas according to TripAdvisor. I found this article super interesting and I have been holding on to it for months. And I think it's the fact that it is TripAdvisor reviews on these hotel rooms in Vegas. There is so much hauntings and stories and paranormal activity that comes out of Vegas. It is just a place that never sleeps and it is chock full of energy. So I find the fact that the reviews from actual people amazing. It's not just an article written by one person who did um, some reviews on their own. This is actually people telling their stories. So let's get started. Um, There are seven of them. So we'll start with number seven, Fremont Room 409. I just got back from Vegas, stayed at the Fremont Room 409 for two nights. I felt someone getting into bed with me. When I told my friend the next morning, she laughed about it. The next night, it happened again. When we woke up the next morning, I said it happened again. And that time, we both look at the pillow. There it was, a print of a head. That is insane. See, that's a short one, but it's it's one of those ones where it's like, hmm, I don't remember, you know, getting up and going to that side of the bed. And, okay, 19207 at the Luxor. Me and my 18-month-old son stayed in room 19-207. Let me start off by saying that My son is a very great baby and is loving and never gives me a hard time. You're very lucky. We arrived on Monday. Our suite was amazing and we loved it. As soon as I unpacked, my son started to act unlike himself. He was biting me, hitting me, pulling my hair. He even tried to scratch my eyes out. He started to hit himself, pull his own hair and eyelashes out. He pulled his ears and bit himself and tried to destroy the room. I mean, he threw everything on the floor. My mother stayed in another suite, and my son was violent to her also. I dismissed it due to the fact that I thought he was sleepy because he was awake the whole drive there. Bedtime came around, and I pulled the covers down to put my son into bed at about 8.30 p.m. As I did so, there was a fresh blood stain on my sheets. I was horrified. I called the front desk at 8.40 p.m., but the maid didn't get there until after 10 p.m. When she came to my room, she said she was so sorry and that she couldn't come faster. She was hoping that someone else was going to come because she didn't like that particular hotel room. I paid no mind to the comment. Thank her, and she went on her way. I went to sleep at about 12 a.m., and I had a dream that a blonde woman was trying to take over my body. I woke up because it felt so real. It felt like I couldn't breathe. It was about 2 a.m., and I was saying a prayer. I felt someone sit on my bed. It was horrible. My heart started to race, and I prayed more. I thought that my mind was playing tricks on me. Tuesday morning, my son woke up the same violent way he was acting on Monday. He wouldn't eat anything while we were in the room. We we proceeded to go sightseeing and so forth. 
About 7 p.m., my son and I went to my mother's room on the 22nd floor. We came down around 8 p.m. Again, I got my son ready to go to bed. He waited on the bed for me as I used the restroom. As soon as I opened the door, there was the blonde woman going through my clothes that I'd hung up in the closet. She turned her head and gave me the most evil look. I closed the door quickly. I had a horrible, eerie feeling, and I was sick to my stomach. The small hairs on my body were standing up. I ran to my son, ran to the living room, looked for the phone, but realized that my son had put the cordless phone in the bedroom. I went in there to get the phone, and although she never showed herself to me again, I felt her. It felt like I couldn't breathe, and my heart was racing. I can't explain how I felt. I was terrified in the feeling that that spirit gave me. So I called the front desk. They got me out of that room, upgrading me to a bigger suite. The two more days that we stayed there with my son, he was himself again. He was loving, kind, he ate a lot, back to being my well-behaved boy. I really like how the Luxor got me out of that room within almost 10 minutes. They even packed my stuff for me because I refused to go back in the bedroom. I'm not sure if I'll ever go back there, but I did like the remainder of my stay. I'm just thankful that my son's okay and I have great food and great attractions. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I did try to ask around to see if anyone was murdered or local, and a local woman told me that they don't disclose that to the public because of a bad rep. So if you stay, stay away from the 19th floor, room 207 to be exact. I love that one so much. It kind of reminds me of that Nicolas Cage movie, like Room 1407 or something. So that's the thing with Vegas. So much goes down. You know, you lose a lot of money. You know, your ex could have, you know, had a little fun at the strip bar or <laughs> anything like that. But a story like that, to actually dream of that woman and then to see her in your room... I don't, like, for, like, a normal person who doesn't experience that normally, I can completely understand why there would be no chance that she would be going back in that bedroom. I'd be like, hell to the no. This and next one is floor six, room 238 at the Venetian. I had just stayed at the Venetian Hotel on floor six, room 238, and I was staying with my mom in a two-bedroom. I was awake, laying in bed, as she got up to walk to the restroom. A woman walked between our beds. I was the only one in the room, and I was the only one who had been awake for a while. At first, I thought it was my aunt or a maid, but as I looked at her, I didn't recognize her. She was just staring at the phone or at the mirror in between our beds. I stared at her for a while, and she finally turned her head towards me and saw I was looking at her. She disappeared into thin air. The strange thing is that I wasn't even freaked out by it. 
I've seen ghosts before, but this seemed more real than any other experience I've ever had. I told my mom about this, and then when we realized that our maids weren't coming into our room to give us fresh towels or make our beds, we had to ask them repeatedly. They wouldn't want to come back, and they would just leave them outside the door on a plastic chair. I really like that. Um, it's weird how history replays itself, and that's, that's where we go into residual hauntings obviously if that woman realized that she was looking at her that was probably not a residual haunting but if you look into hotels you will find that that's where a lot of people commit suicide they don't want to leave the mess at home they don't want their family to be the ones to find them so they rent a hotel room and that's what they do so something like that like I would instantly think oh she was like looking at the phone like should she make a last call or something like that but um, that one was interesting, and I'm amazed that she wasn't freaked out. I feel like even though all the things that I've seen, I still, I still get freaked out. Okay, the next one is room 154 on floor 28 at the Flamingo. My husband and I stayed on floor 28 in room 154 at the Flamingo. The entire night was filled with scary events. First, the light bulb blew but actually did not because when we turned it on again, it worked just fine. I saw a man's figure in our room gliding past our bed at 1.30 a.m. The remote dropped on the floor when we turned on the light. It was on the table. The bathroom door opened and closed by itself at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and 4 a.m. We heard tools dropping around the venting system. We moved rooms the next morning. It was exhausting. Our new room on the seventh floor was great, and the rest of our stay was wonderful. You would think that after you get a few complaints about one room that you would just stop renting it out or, uh, you know, give up that you don't want people to know about the hauntings and just uh, see where it goes and tape some of that, make some money or something. <laughs> the next one is room 4135 back at the Venetian. We stayed in room 4135, a suite right at the end of the corridor with a concrete view of the Venetian. Things were happening that we could not explain. I don't believe in ghosts, but I have to admit it was pretty spooky. My friend woke up at 3 a.m. on our first night there, saying that someone was in our room. I woke her up by calling her name repeatedly. It was standing at the window. I looked and saw nothing, told her she was imagining things and to go back to bed. She fell asleep as I watched the window. The curtains started to move, probably from a draft, but it only happened that one time. The next day, we woke up. I opened the drawer at our bedside table to see the Holy Bible on my side. I made a joke, and it didn't affect me, because God was on my side. She is an atheist, but moved the Bible to her side. Ha <laughs> ha. The next night, we slept right through. In the morning, she woke, and she couldn't find her glasses. Normally, she put them by the TV so she wouldn't break them accidentally half asleep. They weren't there. She spent a good minute, 10 minutes looking for them. When I got the thought of looking in her drawer, we found them on top of the Holy Bible. She blamed me, saying I put them there to freak her out. I didn't. Also, there was a massive lamp in there that we couldn't get working. I had the idea that I would turn it on so I could help her sleep on our last night and I couldn't figure it out. We ended up leaving it off. We're idiots. We got back at 4 a.m. The lamp was on. The next day when we woke up, the lamp was off. I like that story. It could be, it could be coincidence, but for her to say that she doesn't believe in ghosts and still 
it was worth telling um, lets you know that, that there was a bit of a, a feeling in that one. And our last Haunted Vegas hotel room story is number one, room 5104 at the TI. I'm not sure if that's short for something. My daughters and I stayed overnight on floor five, room 104 in the TI hotel last week. I had a very interesting night. First, it felt like a cat jumped up in bed. Then something rubbed my arm. I was so tired from walking, I dismissed both as imagination and went to sleep. Later, the sound of a cell phone alarm woke me. I thought it was my oldest daughter because I'm familiar with the sound of hers and her sisters. I thought one of them would get up and turn it off. Neither did. When it stopped, I went back to sleep. Later, a light woke me. Since I was sleeping facing the window, I knew it wasn't coming from there, so I turned over to see who it was and got up. I went to the bathroom without closing the door. I could see the silhouette on the other side of the bed, but no one came out of the bathroom. Eventually, the light went out again, and I went back to sleep. I told the kids about it over breakfast, and neither of them saw or heard anything. Since we, since we didn't have to go to the desk to check out, I didn't mention it to anyone. But them. I still can't seem to get the experience out of my mind, so I am here. I really wonder how much meeting goes over TripAdvisor, and I bet you could write a real cool book about all the things that people have written about on TripAdvisor because if a whole bunch of people are writing about the same room and the same things, then obviously more than just a coincidence, right? Do you have a haunted hotel story? Call and record it for us. Toll free at one 260 3428 Our next story comes from Tyler Smith. You can find him on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, you name it. And here is his story. Well, the first one I had was shortly after my uncle had passed away. He died back in 2008. Before he passed, he always went out at 5 a.m. to check the wood stove in the winter. Well, about a month and a half after he died, I went out with my uncle who lived next door. I was living with my grandma, in which my uncle who passed lived with at the time. And when we went out, we noticed that there were fresh footprints in the snow from the house to the wood stove. When it got a little lighter out, we went out and it looked like the prints and looked at the prints. What was weird is the fact that the boots matched the prints were the same as the boots that my uncle, who had passed away, always wore when he went out. What makes it even more uneasy is the fact that my cousin, Sarah's husband, Sean, went to work about an hour prior to us, and he said that he saw a white figure walking out by the shed. He can see ghosts and communicate with them. I really like that story. That's something that I've always found very comforting um, when your loved one's kind of do the same thing that they did in life um it kind of like a residual thing they're so used to it it's something that people find comfort in you know repeating things and even on the other side that they still care and they still want to take care of their family the way that they did um he, he wrote us another one uh he says the one that i'm about to tell you is what changed my whole outlook on the existence of paranormal it was exactly three years after my uncle's death 
and me and my ex-girlfriend went to visit my grandmother to keep her company because she always got very upset around the anniversary of his death. Well, when they both got there, they felt a bit strange, especially him because his uncle, he had like quite a connection with his uncle. At first, I just went about my day and ignored the feelings because I knew that he was in a better place. Later that night, around 11.45, me and my girlfriend were laying in the spare room playing Xbox when we both got this really emotional feeling, more like a feeling of pure sadness than anything. Again, we ignored it, and she herself went to bed. I stayed up and continued to play Xbox. My grandma was sitting out in the living room in her chair. A few hours had passed, and it was almost 3.30 on the 16th of November, which officially marked three years that he had been gone. It also would have been his birthday. I was sitting still, playing Xbox, and I heard something move out in the kitchen. Ignoring it, I thought it was my grandma and waited about five minutes. I still heard the noise, so I went to the door and opened it. I saw a figure there stirring a cup of coffee. I woke my girlfriend up. She apparently saw it herself. We walked around the table and into the living room. When we got there, my grandma was sitting in her chair, staring into the kitchen at the figure. She asked if me and my girlfriend saw what she saw, and we told her that we did. That makes us all feel weird. We walked out to the kitchen where the figure was, and as I walked towards him, he disappeared. What makes it more screwed up was that there was literally a cup of coffee sitting on the counter where it was. I picked it up and took a sip of it, and it was exactly how him and I drank our coffee. Wow, that... That's one of the stories that I want people who completely don't believe in the paranormal to hear. And I, I say it now, and I'll say it forever. I wish I didn't believe in it, because when you see those kind of things and experience those kinds of moments, they can make you feel good, they can make you feel sad, they can make you feel confused, because you don't know if they're at peace, you don't know if this is just a memory for it to actually physically make coffee um what is on the other side how how thin is that veil i know for me when i see things it's like other people's memories playing in my head if i watched some kind of spirit i'd like to know if it was like just a black mass or a white mass or a shadow or or what it is but to have such a shared experience together that really is a beautiful thing in its in its own I want to say thank you to Tyler for sharing that story I know that sharing those kind of things can be very very tough but I know that all of our listeners here at the haunted estate truly do appreciate it oh okay our next story comes from Libby Barrett on YouTube you can find her by going to YouTube and typing in L-I- V-V-Y-B-A-R-R-E-T-T. Her story is entitled My Ghost Story, and uh, we'll start that one off for you right now. Thank you to her. You will find a link to her YouTube on the Haunted Estate. So let's get started. (laughs) All right, so it was the day before our last day in California, so July 25th. I went to the Winchester house in, was it in Oakland or San Jose? I don't know. It was somewhere in that area. We had to drive through Oakland to get to the Winchester house. And the Winchester house is known 
for its weird architecture. The Winchester House is made by Sarah Winchester, who um, was married to the second heir of the Winchesters. Um, the Winchesters made um, guns. They're most popular for their guns, but they also made like rollerblades and tools and lawn mowers and flashlights and things like that. And um, when her husband died of tuberculosis, she went to go see a psychic medium. This medium had told her that she needed to go out west from Connecticut, so she moved to California and started building. And she had to build to confuse the spirits of the people who were killed by the Winchester rifle during the war. So basically this house has stairways that lead to walls, doors that when you open it you could fall off three stories, and just weird things. As you can imagine, the Winchester house has been reported as haunted. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Since she made this house to confuse spirits, of course, there have been a lot of paranormal experiences there. Um, ghost Adventures did investigate there. I love Ghost Adventures, but I don't love it because of the ghosts. I love it because I get to hear the history and I get to see their ridiculous reactions like... Oh my gosh, ghost! <laughs> and then they all go like, Oh my gosh, Zach, 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 come here, come here, come here, look at what happened, look what And they get EVPs like, <laughs> which translates to, I hit the body. So, I don't really believe in ghosts, in a sense. Um, it's kind of a controversial subject, and it's kind of confusing for me even. Um, so ghosts, on their own, I don't, no, if I believe in them. I'm definitely a skeptic, and it it's weird. I don't know how to explain how I feel about it. I don't believe, but after this, I'm a bit shaken up. So my parents opted for the behind-the-scenes tour, which means after you go through 100 um, some rooms, then you get to go to a couple more, including the garage, um, the basement, the fruit drying, and the gardens. And... So we went to 110 out of the 160 rooms in the Winchester house, and it wasn't until room 109 that I lost my mind. Room 109 was the basement, and the basement was cold, which was very much appreciated because the entire time in California, the weather had been absolutely beautiful, but on this particular day, it was incredibly hot. I was sweating. I was wearing shorts and a tank top with a sheer top over it. I was just out of my mind hot. I felt terrible for my mother who wore short sleeves and capris. It was so hot. So when we went to the basement, I was relieved that it was like 80 degrees. So we had a tour guide and there were only six people in our group, including me, seven if you include the tour guide. So it was my whole family of four and then um, mother and daughter and then the tour guide. So there were seven people and 
He's taking us through the basement, showing us all these things, and then there's this room where they would shovel all the coal. And then after that, he said that he wanted to show us where the coal was like processed, I guess you could say. And so he said, if you want to, you can come around here through a ramp or you can go down and up the stairs. Um, I really didn't care either way which way I went. Um, the tour guide went around the ramp, but my brother and my dad went around the ramp. And then the mother, daughter, and my mom went down and up the stairs. So I'm standing there and I'm like, I'll just go down and up the stairs. It just seems easier. So as I'm going to the stairs, there's a brush against my arm. So I think that my dad is right behind me. So I don't think anything of it. So there's a brush against my arm and I felt somebody come up behind me. And you know that feeling that you get when there's somebody behind you? Well, I had that feeling. So I figured it was just my dad. And I looked this way and my dad was right there. So then I looked down and I see a brown loafer. You know what loafers are? I'm putting a picture now. So I see a brown loafer on the floor and I bump into this thing again. So as I'm turning around to apologize out of my peripheral vision, I see somebody running. And so I turn around and there's nobody behind me. So I just don't know what to think about it. I thought maybe it was my brother messing with me, but I remember my brother's 13, he's not wearing loafers. So I'm turning around, I'm the last person in line. I'm turning around looking to see if anybody's down here other than us. I mean, it's a fairly large basement. It could have been somebody messing with me. So I'm turning and looking and we were the only behind the scenes tour going on at the time. So nobody else should have been in the basement but our group. And I keep on looking back into this room and I just, I can't see anything. Like it couldn't have been anything. So I'm just looking around and I'm not seeing anybody. And I thought, well, maybe it was the tour guide's foot that I saw and I accidentally bumped into him. And so then he went the other way to tell us about the thing. I look and our tour guide is not wearing brown loafers. He is wearing black sneakers. And I just, I don't know what happened after that. I was freaking out. I was like, I felt a brush against my arm. I felt somebody behind me. I saw somebody run. I saw a loafer. That is the only thing that has creeped me out the most. I mean, I could have just imagined everything else, but the loafer that I actually saw, I actually saw somebody's foot right next to mine. And it really, really creeped me out. And my dad later after the tour, I was walking up the stairs. So I went down, there was a landing and then I was walking up and I met up with my dad and I said, dad, I saw something. And he didn't hear me, I guess, cause he just shook it off. And so we went out to the porch, which is the last room, I guess. And then we went into the gardens and he said, why did you keep turning around on the stairs? And I said, I told you, dad, I saw someone, I saw something. It, it creeped me out. It felt like, you know, like an arm brushing against my arm. And I saw a foot and I told him all this. And he said, I thought you thought I was behind you. And so he kept looking. So I was trying to get your attention. I was like, no, dad, you don't understand somebody was behind me and my parents say that they believe me I don't think that they do believe me though and it's so it's so 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 weird I I don't know what to think and I looked at everybody's shoes once we were walking to the porch nobody was wearing brown loafers 
and apparently that's actually a really common sighting at the Winchester house, is seeing a man in the basement hide behind what I was standing in front of. So that was weird enough. Like, it's just, it's so weird. I don't know how to explain it. I afterwards was shaking. I was freaking out so much, and I was like trying to tell my parents, like, this cannot be happening. This is so crazy. And they they were like, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, that is so weird. I can't even explain how that is. It's so weird. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, it's such a crazy thing that happened. I don't know how to respond to it. It's just so weird. Thank you very much to Livy, and that is all she wrote for this episode of The Haunted Estate, hoping to have another one out in a couple days. So if you would like to get your story in, if you have a topic idea you would like me to cover, there's so many places you can reach me. You can call and leave a message at one 8 <laughs> Email me at Selena, C-E-L-I-N-A, and I will see you soon. Have a spooky day. Come with me, my love, to say the sea of love. I want to tell you how much I love you. Do you remember when we met this day? I know you were my pet. I want to tell you how much I love you. Come with me, my love, to see the sea of love.